welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. I'm your host, Max Mosier, back again here today on episode 113 to talk about Morbius, the newest Sony Spider-Man spin-off-ish project from Sony. I'm here today with one other Infinity Bro. It's Noah, none other than Infinity Bro Mark. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, spent my evening watching Morbius. I'm just happy to be here for the Infinity Bros universe. And I'm just glad that this is getting recorded for our listeners because they're going to enjoy it. I'm on the edge of my seat. (laughs) I've spent the last 18 to 24 hours. I saw this around two o'clock yesterday and my, I, I, Mark, you don't know this, but I called pretty much every infinity bro. I didn't call Robbie. Because I don't care what he thinks. But <clears throat> I called the others. So you didn't call everyone. You didn't call me or Robbie. So you called the other. I'm not calling you because of this, because of our podcast. Um, and had to immediately share some of my thoughts. So I'm looking forward to seeing what your thoughts are. Um, I, ho- I hope that you're paralleling them. My biggest fear uh, is something else. I'll tell you that in a bit. But <laughs> this is a movie. It is a movie. A movie was made. And this is the movie. If this is your first time checking out our podcast, we hope you're doing well. And we hope that you consider joining our extended Infinity Bro universe. Uh, you can check us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that jazz. There's the plug for all that all in the show notes. <laughs> We're going to spoil this movie. And for some of you, you're welcome. At least from my perspective. Maybe Mark has a different perspective. But from my perspective, you're welcome. What's there to spoil? There's a lot. Okay. A movie was made, Mark. A movie was made. I guess. A movie was made. We need to talk about this movie because it was spoiled. Um, and uh, so we're going to spoil that movie. Uh, it's called Morbius. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and put the spoiler bumper warning right here. This is. Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Ah! Warning. Additionally, we're going to rate things. Um, so we might rate specific characters. We were, we're going to definitely rate the movie overall. We might rate moments or CGI or things like that. And uh, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. We do things a little differently on this podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity step. Morbius. A biochemist named Michael Morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. It's directed by Daniel Espinoza, written by Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless. This stars Jared Leto, Matt Smith, and Audrey Arjana, Arjana, excuse me, and uh, Tyrese Gibson, Jared Harris, and Al Madrigal. Al Madrigal plays Agent Rodriguez in this Mark, we're not going to bury the lead. Let's just go ahead. Well, and- I, the first thing, like, I always, I forgot that like, that's the synapse, like the, like, you know, the quick overview of the movie, but he's not, he didn't infect himself with vamp period. This is a spoiler. He basically gene spliced empire bats with human DNA. And then this is what happened to him. So really it's not a vampire. He basically combined his DNA with bat DNA is what happened. So no real vampires are involved in this. Yeah. I don't think we should be doing that to vampires. Yeah. I don't think we should be bringing vampires down like that. Maybe. I don't know. 
Let's go ahead and read this. I'm going to start first, Mark, because I, I want to wait a little longer. <laughs> you you want to you want you want the edge to, to really get to you? <laughs> I do. And I ha- I think people are catching my drift more than yours. So let's just go ahead and knock me out real quick. Um, This is a one out of six. A one out of six to me makes it seem like you would have walked out of the theater. We were close. We were close. Did you go with your wife? No, I'm just, maybe I'm just speaking from a third party. Like, were you with the 12 other people in your theater? Like, we got to go, guys. <laughs> Let's go to beat-ups. I'll buy beat-ups for everybody. It's opening day at 210, and only 12 people are in there. That says a lot to me. So I think we as a lot of other Well, you people, know, a lot of people don't they walk do what out you do and, you know, get to have pizza parties and play laser tag all day for their job. So <laughs> some people usually work at 8 to 5 type of thing. So yeah. I'm just, just going to put that out there. Yeah, you're right. Just making up imaginary numbers and just typing random numbers into a spreadsheet is totally a job. You're absolutely right. Because what's funny is the small town theater I went to actually had double the amount of you. At the- Hilarious. Yeah. That's so funny. But our showing was at 7. So yeah. when people got done with work. so That's what I was going to say. That's a normal time. I went at 210 because... Real question. How much did you pay for your ticket for a matinee? 12 bucks. But I had credit because my sister gave me a Christmas gift. Just I just wanted to know 12 bucks because... You know, my evening showing was $9 at a Oh, well, good theater. for you. They had kind of seats. So. Slam dunk. Slam dunk. Good for you. Where were we? One out of six. <clears throat> this is kind of like Morbius. Um, This movie, I wanted this movie to be better. I I, I came into it giving it a chance. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want to make that clear for a couple of reasons. One, I knew I was coming on this podcast to review it. Uh, oh. Two, I like Jared Leto. I think Jared Leto has not done anything lately as relevant. I know he Dallas Buyers Club is what a lot of people point to. I don't think he was that bad of a joker. I just think he had a bad kind of setup there. I think his idea wasn't the worst in that universe. I like him as an actor. I, I, I like his, he's a little goofy with the method acting crap, but I, I like Jared Leto. I, I don't mind seeing Jared Leto in film. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Jared Harris. I like Matt Smith. I think these are great actors. Uh, I, I like Tyrese Gibson. I think these are this. The, the cast was fine. Um, okay, talking about Tyrese Gibson, like why do you like? I just imagine they have like a down the road role for him because like why do you cast him in such like a? I wouldn't say a minor character, but like a mid level character. I'm going to talk about that because uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little more as we go. Let's, let's let me stick with generic real quick. Okay. The reason I'm giving this a one out of six mark is really the third act and the post credit scenes. The first, the first act, I think for the first 15 minutes, I was like, okay, we might have something here okay. when they get those shots in with him and Milo as kids. I was like, okay, they, they're actually kind of building something here. I, okay. I feel it, but then it just went away quick. And then all of a sudden, big jumps to conclusions and big character arcs were just like totally <laughs> glanced over. No, you, you nailed it in the context of the vampirism. I don't really fully understand how he got his powers. Yes. The gene splicing happened, but they just kind of pointed it at a screen and said, Oh, it works. That's all they did. That's all you needed, bro. This was just dreadful. Mark. This was just like across the board, a pain to watch. Like I, I wanted this to be a pain. A, this is painful to, for me. This is painful for me. I'm just still me. more surprised you didn't leave. I almost did. I really almost did. The only reason I didn't was because I was like, I got to see these post-credit scenes because they they can't be worse. Because to me, and, and we'll talk about the post-credit scenes. Every I want, time I watch a Marvel movie or a superhero movie, I always like look online when it's done. Is there end credit scenes? Because yeah. I, I read them before they happened on the movie. And I was like, and after I saw them, I was like, well, whoever wrote this article would have been good enough for me. I didn't need to wait and see the post-credit stuff. I wanted to watch it to see, like, hey, with what happened in Spider-Man No Way Home, spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home, I wanted to see 
hey, how are they going to connect this vulture character? This is an interesting tie in here. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah. this was just a mess. I mean, like, and I think there's more to this than the director. I think there's more to this than the writers. And I think there's more to this than I, I think this is really Sony. I think Sony went back after No Way Home and thought they had to fix some things. Air quotes. Oh, that's what it definitely felt like. In some Th- parts this of totally movie. is like the, the stereotypical issues we have with bad comic book movies. This movie is now the the um, this is the standard. I wouldn't say it's the standard. I'll go this far. I haven't. I'm not ready to today say it's worse than Fan Fantastic. But it's a conversation. It's a conversation now. It's a conversation to me. I, I'm not today ready to give that claim. I'm just saying, for me, I'm. it's that bad. It's in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I apologize to anybody I offended in the context of Venom. Venom was nowhere near as bad as this. Venom, Venom at least had a coherent plot. Venom at least has a decent arc. Venom's arc in the context even of Spider-Man No Way Home makes sense. I just want to apologize to Venom. I've been very critical of that movie. <laughs> that movie got a lot better after watching this. Things could be a lot worse at Sony, and Morbius is the example. One out of six. Um, do not recommend you see this at all. I don't even recommend you watch this on VOD. I recommend if you are a Spider-Man fan, you simply read the stuff, listen to this review. We'll give you everything you need to know moving forward. It's very, very quick bullet points. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. But, honestly, this movie doesn't even know what it is. This movie has no idea what it is. So go ahead, Mark. First thing, after getting to know this movie, I called my beautiful wife, Kelly, and she asked about the movie. And I, one of the first things I talked about was how Jared Leto is 50 years old, or, you know, 51, going 51. He is 10 years older than Matt Smith and 10 years young, or no, hang on, let me say that again. 10 years younger than Matt Smith. Oh, man, I, I effed up again. I'm sorry, guys. 10 years older than Matt Smith, but 10 years younger than Jared Harris. And we're supposed to believe that Jared Leto and Matt Smith's character are around the same age. And that the, and Jared Harris or Jared Harris is like 20 years older than all of them or 30 years older than all of them. That There's my opinion on that. It's like, why? Like they just seemed like such an odd casting. Do you think he looked older? We're supposed to assume he's in his late thirties, early forties. And granted, yes, Jared Leto does look amazing for his age. So, I mean, he probably, I mean, he, he's passable, but it just seems so odd to have such a gap in age for someone who's... Yeah, they looked they looked close enough in age to me. I, th- I think they looked close enough in age. But I thought that was odd when I really thought about that after the movie. But overall, for me, going into this, like zero expectations, and kind of like you, like the first like 15, 20 minutes, you're like, oh yeah, it's good. And for me where it dropped off was during the, the, the kind of the third act. Yep. Where I'm like, this seemed like a bunch of reshoots happened here. And, and like you said, like kind of, you kind of lose the plot. And then it's like, all of a sudden, like, I guess he can turn other people into vampires or the other thing for me is, so there's a part in the movie. Okay. I'll just get my rating. My rating for, I don't think it's the worst. It's not the best. I'm giving it a 3.5. I think it's watchable. I don't think it's the worst thing ever. And Max is shaking his head because that's not how I felt at all. I didn't, I didn't start losing. I, you were do this. I didn't, I didn't start losing. It's still better than the goofy movie. I didn't start losing. Oh my gosh. Interest until that, like that ending of the third act with the fight. That's where I was with it. But talking about Max was talking, <laughs> saying like, it just seemed like reshoots might've screwed up the whole like linear motion of this movie. Cause there's a point where 
you know, he wants to protect Martine, but then has her go back into his lab to get stuff, but then goes and gets another lab from like these people that are counterfeiting money. Yeah. Why? And like, you, you have this why? little scene where he's like building stuff, but then it's like, we never go back there. And it feels like the next time we go to like, we go back to his lab because you see the, the, um, like his techno, you see the bats in the background that he has. Cause he has like this aquarium of bats and then like his chalkboard. So it's like, clearly you, you showed us that he built another lab, but we go back to his other lab and you'd think if the FBI is after him, they'd be on always surveillance in that area. But like overall for me, I just, you know, that first, so it's 140 minutes, that first probably hour 10. Hold on. This was a two hour and 20 minute movie. Are you for real? I said an hour 40. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I thought you said 140. I was like, what? Okay. No, I think it's like 110, 109 minutes. So yeah, I'll double minute. check that. You keep talking. I'll double check that. For me, I decided, you know, it was pretty good. I mean, there were some missteps. I feel like with what seemed like reshoots for me, but overall, not the worst Marvel movie ever. I mean, there's still Fan Fantastic and Captain Marvel out there, but yes, it like just it like all of a sudden hold just on, dropped hold off. Hold on, hold on. You're putting this above Captain Marvel. I why well, I didn't say you know maybe. There's no way this is better than Captain Marvel. There's just no way. Okay, that was just the the gate. That was just the jab. Okay, I'm just making sure. I, I can live with the jab. If it's just a jab, I can. I'm not it. saying like because I I will walk out of a movie if it was terrible. If it, if I was thinking it was a one out of six, I probably would have left halfway Mark, through it. Mark, it was. I literally pretty much stayed for the post credits. That's where I was at. But you know, for me, it's like I felt like there was an overuse of CGI with like them turning 100%. into the vampires. Yeah, and this is the thing for for the listeners. It seems it seemed like in the beginning, when Jared Leto like you know is able to you know when he turns into Morbius, the living vampire, um, he's not able to control him going there right away. But when Matt Smith steals or takes like the extra antidote to cure himself, because they both have the same sickness, right? He's like able to go back and forth between being the vampire and not being the vampire. So I feel like there was like a lot of story missing, or not story, but like continuity. I bet would be the better word, where it's just like. Well, how are they're the same? They're in the same time frame of turning into a va- in quotations vampire, but one clearly has a better grasp on it, and the other one doesn't. And the one that has a better grasp on it's not the doctor, exactly. So, okay, a couple things here. I can actually understand the point you're making in the context of like I do too see a movie in this. Like I see a plot. Mm-hmm. The plot was supposed to be Milo and Morbius have a deep relationship. They bond over this illness that is fatal and requires so much work to be done. Morbius gets sent off because he's brilliant and they find out he's brilliant because he saved Milo. So Milo knows I'm the reason that Morbius was revealed to be brilliant. And then Morbius becomes a scientist and then Milo becomes a, we don't even know what he does. That's, that's another. Well, I think what we gather from him pulling up in like a Rolls Royce, I think it was like his family is wealthy. Like he has, like right. family wealth. And that's the other thing. Going back to that. So when we see them as adults, he has like bodyguards and he's crippled. But when, when he goes out, he doesn't have the bodyguards with him anymore. Exactly. So it's like this dude is a cripple in a sense because he has a cane he's walking and has his blood disease. And if he hired go- like goons to watch his house or his apartment or flat, he's going to have those dudes follow him. 100%. He, he has no, there's no inconsistency there. So the movie is. Those two bond, and then there's the catalyst of the doctor who really inspires both of them to go the directions they go. Mm-hmm. So the one doctor really invests in him long term because he's like, hey, I want to be with you. And that guy feels like 
that's the father figure he never had, and he loves Morbius more. And then Morbius feels like, hey, you're the reason I set this up. You're the person that set me along this path to become who I am. We needed another 10 minutes of setting that up alone. Okay, that's the first thing. If we do that at the beginning of this movie. Well, you cut out all the extra CGI facials that we have to give them. 100%. Scaring us with vampire faces. Like, you you get your 10 minutes there. I don't need them growling every effing two minutes at no, each other not oh my gosh that was not just, that's what it was annoying. in my mind i was like you could have probably cut another 10 minutes of just them like useless cgi stuff the the love interest she oh my gosh favorite? that's another thing okay so correct me if i'm wrong martine 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 when when they like he does his experiment on a boat in international waters like offshore 13 miles from new york and you know everything happens and like the fbi gets involved they say that she's a mother of twins, right? I was confused. That was the nurse that died in the hallway scene. Mm, I feel like I feel like that was said after. Yep, it was said after the it was said after the nurse died. Yep, I did the same thing. I was okay. like, hold on, she's a twin. No, because later you find out she has a cat because the de- detectives look through her place. Well, that's what confused cat. me. It's like I thought that was a big like like oh my gosh, how did they screw that up that. I didn't see any kid stuff in that apartment. She just goes off. Okay, thank you. Thank you for reminding me. The mental gymnastics I had to do to f- figure that out is just poor writing. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, this this love interest, Martin. Well, in fact, maybe not necessarily poor writing. I think that might have just been crappy reshoots without proper editing and anyone being like, hey, wait, this won't make sense to the audience. I think we're going to get there in a bit because I think that is the problem with this movie. I'm, I'm with you there. I, I Yeah. I think Jared Leto, Matt Smith, and Jared Harris are three great actors. I really knew. Yeah. I don't think Tyrese Gibson's a great actor, but I don't think Tyrese Gibson wastes his he, time either. But he has a following of people, so it's like that's why you get him in that role. Yes. I think these guys saw a script that was what that was different than what we ended up with. And who knows? Maybe he'll play, maybe his his thought was like, hey, I'll play a bigger role. Cause you know, if I'm because they mentioned that he investi- they investigated you know, the thing out West. I get to be part of the Spider-Man universe. Why would I not? Right. I, th- I think that's what happened here. Uh, Martine's character just all of a sudden falls in love with him. Like she's just mad at him the whole ship, the whole movie. Well, I get that because they're like, oh, they've been working together every day for the last seven years. So I guess. Show me some like reconciliation in the process. Don't sure. give me like I a get half, you that. Don't give me a half-ass date that happens in a diner. And by the way. And then leads to another story that we never go back to. Everyone in the town. Everyone in the, I'm knocking things over. Sorry. Everyone in the town knows Michael Morbius is out on the loose. This guy's just sitting around at a diner eating food with a hood. He had a, he had his hoodie up. This is a gong <laughs> show, Mark. This movie yeah. is awful. This is so bad. And this I don't fall- think it's bad. Like, it, oh, it's bad, Mark. I knew you were going to do this. I knew you were going to do this. I'm I, not trying I to defend you. it, but like I've seen bad movies. You know, I've seen bad movies. So like my bad movie meter is, is a lot is very different than your bad movie meter. So like, I just want everyone to know that, like that's, that's where I stand. Like this is not fan. And I fan for awful. I don't want to rewatch that, but I would, I would go back and like, if it's on, if I could watch it for free on like a streaming service, I'd probably go back and watch it again. But I'm not going to go back and pay for it. I need to go back and watch Fan Fantastic just to see if it's worse than this because this is this is so bad. But Fan Fantastic has no third act. But okay, let's let's talk about a couple more things. Then we'll 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 talk about the problems that we see overall in this movie. So Daniel Espinoza, these are his major films: Outside Love, a 2007 movie that I've never heard of; Safe House with Ryan Reynolds and Denzel Washington. That yeah. movie is actually pretty good. I like that movie. Some people didn't didn't get great reviews at the box office. But okay. I liked it. Life, 
Um, so that was the movie about the the astronauts in space and those yep. creatures came into them. A lot of people didn't like that movie. Was that the one that people thought was like a, a prequel to Venom? But then exactly, they thought it was going to be the prequel to Venom, and, that, and that's that's how they pulled it. And then Snab a Cash, which was two, a 2010 release, which haven't a clue on. So again, <laughs> these are just like, with all due respect, there's nothing here. From this director, this director does not have the chops. I think to take on this movie. What was the budget for this movie? Like seventy-five million. Like it wasn't a lot for a movie of this size, in a sense. So, and all of it went to CGI. <laughs> yeah. All of it went to CGI. The only th- like I'll knock them constantly going back and forth. Like either have them be the vampire or not. Not yeah, constantly going back and forth. But the way they flew. That was actually pretty interesting. That was pretty neat. So let me give the one positive of the movie. There's one positive, and honestly, maybe you can make the argument, Max, then you need to give this a 1.5. <laughs> is I do think Morbius's skill set and the way they portrayed his power set was cool. Yeah, yeah it was. I liked the bat radar. I know when I saw the trailer, I was like, that's kind of weird. I actually thought it looked really cool. I thought the way it came off his ears looked cool. Mm-hmm. I thought the attention to detail, like when they were fighting each other or when he was flying through the city. I actually like I bought that. Yep. And I bought the color schemes for each of them. Yep. And like in my mind, and, and I in this movie, I couldn't help but do it. Cause the whole time I'm thinking, what's gonna happen when this guy does somehow engage a Spider-Man? Like there's gonna come a point if they're putting this much into it that they're gonna at least attempt to do that. I think that would look sick with webbing. I think the webbing entangled in this kind of smoky or a undertone would really look sick in a fight. I think it would be really cool to see. And this fighting style, this is where Espinosa really did crush it. And I don't know if that's him or his, um, his creative marketing or his creative directing team. I don't know who gets credit for that fully. Cause that part did look good, but you're right, Mark. Like they, they burned money on the facial expressions for no reason. It's like, let your actors act. And then when it's time mm-hmm. to fight, then put it in there. Then, then make them do that or set the rules c- accordingly. Like, well, I just don't know why you like they needed them to like, I- I'm telling you guys, wait, if you go see it, you'll, you'll notice this. Do not go see it. Well, go see it. Get, make form your own opinion. I'm always about forming your own opinion. Max is like, listen to me and then listen, do what I do. Then don't pay money is my only, I agree with that. Do not pay money. See it or, for free. Or go during a matinee where it's five bucks somewhere. Yeah, it, a $5 Tuesday, you're, you're wanting to get out and go do something and you have the lowest of expectations. I can buy that. I can get behind that. Yeah. And I'm going to, I probably already harped on this before and I'm going to probably keep harping on it because it just seems so like, like, why are you doing this? Like, I wanted to shake the director. Like, this is stupid. Having them growl and like open mouth, like, look at the CJ, look how scary they are type of like, like, you know, it does nothing for the movie, nothing for the plot. Adds no flavor. Yeah, ex- there we go. That's perfect. It adds no flavor. For, it adds no flavor. It adds nothing to the story. Adds nothing to the story. And there's nobody around. There's never anybody around to look at these people and go, they're scary. Yeah. And, and you nailed it. The inconsistent. Let's talk. Okay. I got to talk about this too. Mark, <laughs> these are the worst detectives in the history of cinema. <laughs> these are. Yeah. Al Madrigal is awful in this movie. He is the worst actor in this movie. Like, at least Matt Smith and Jared Leto, I, I see what they were trying to do. Jared Harris gave it everything he had. I mean, in all honesty, Jared Harris didn't have to give a lot. No, he didn't. Yes. But, but you could tell he's such a good yeah. actor that he's, well, he's given just a good he, actor in general. So with yeah. what he's got, he's given what he has. Tyrese Gibson and Al Madrigal are awful. 
They're awful. But Al Madrigal in particular. Uh, I wouldn't say well, – okay, anyway. I wouldn't say Tyrese is awful. That's fine. Yeah. Tyrese Gibson looks bored. <laughs> that, that's a fair point. That That's fair. <laughs> he looked incredibly bored in this movie. Al Madrigal is trying to do the Marvel tropey. Yeah, he's trying to be the funny guy in the movie. Awful. He is not funny. He is weird. They're they're terrible. Detectives. Brings holy water to like the the that wasn't funny at all. The way it was said wasn't funny. When they okay, I got I got step in. When they're doing the interrogation, when they like arrest him and he doesn't just fly away. No, when no no no. Let's let's backtrack. When Tyrese Gibson somehow makes it to the roof in 10 seconds oh, that's right yes and it's, then points a gun yeah, him. well that's the whole thing that that made me think he's like is this guy supposed to have some sort of powers that we don't know yeah because because he flew up there and was already on the roof and it's not like a big building in a sense and like literally gets to the end like he's gonna fly off jared leto's character and tyrese gibson's up there with the gun so it's like did do you have powers because you had the go up 20 not flights only of- that but is morbius just like oh a gun's in my face i'm just gonna willingly go with you like you got to give me some form of explanation is like his character yeah. like is this character noble and that's why he went that's i could have bought that well i think that's where we're supposed to get with him taking care of the kids like that's where we're supposed to like he's a caring person he is a caring person at the end of the day but yeah i think like you said you probably you probably wanted more of but that. again he's a caring person but like again when he accepted the speech we didn't even see the speech at the beginning of the movie the well, he, and he did because he didn't even accept the nobel prize yeah, yeah. he said he was a jerk and i'm like oh, why are we cutting that scene out? Show me that scene. Show show me the scene where he accepts the Nobel Peace Prize and rips apart government. That's the scene I want in this movie. Give me character blocks to want to fight for Morbius and to want to be in his corner. This movie never does this at all. And it's just like – and with Tyrese Gibson – so let's talk about this, Mark. Let's, let's talk about the trailer. Okay. The trailer of this movie has several moments that are not seen in this movie. Really? Several moments. And it's coming to fruition now. So one of the big moments and the biggest moment, there, there's two major ones. The first one is Jared Leto walks in the, in the back alley with his jail attire on. Okay. And there's a Spider-Man murderer, you know, backdrop on one of the walls. There's also scenes of the Daily Bugle referencing Spider-Man and Venom. There's also scenes of the bus saying, where is Spider-Man? Probably in reference to what was happening in the context of Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm -hmm. We don't get any reference to that at all. Some people, our friend Jay Buck on TikTok, uh, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to his video. He talks about this. He is saying he thinks Sony was okie doking Spider-Man fans into thinking that Spider-Man was actually going to be present. And Mark, I'm just here to tell our audience I 100% subscribe to that. I think Sony absolutely, after No Way Home, thought to themselves, we don't need this stuff now. I think they thought we can just make it by without it now. We can cut that out. We don't need it. And and that's what my thought is. I thought the Venom universe didn't have a Spider-Man. Or, and here's the other theory I may have with it. It's either that or Kevin Feige said, there's no way you're doing that. Well, when, when we when we get to talking about the end credit scene, I'll bring this back up. The second end credit scene, we're going to naturally dive into it. We see the vulture, and he appears out of nowhere. We actually see the splitting in the in the sky referenced in Spider Man No Way Home. Well, in the in the trailer, he talked to Michael Morbius, and Michael Morbius just was on site as a doctor, and he they recognized each other in the trailer. 
some kind of interaction happened when he leaves the police station or is on site at a police station area. That doesn't happen in this movie. That happens in the post credit scene. I think Sony okie doked us. And I think this is if, if Sony's ever sitting there wondering, like, why are our movies doing so bad and why do people not trust us? It's decisions like this. Well, I, and now that you say this, and I, I really didn't think about this going in. I did have a little thought. I was like, huh, I wonder if, like, a Spider-Man's going to come up. But then my mind was like, well, I don't think this universe really has a Spider-Man. But, you know. Oh, this movie, this universe has a Spider-Man because of what happened in the, in the, in, in the sky. Okay, sure. But then my thought is, like, why didn't Spider-Man ever show up? Or, like, where is this Spider-Man? Or, okay, then the other end credits scene is Vulture and Morbius actually meeting up. And Vulture in, this is what I read, and then I looked it up. Vulture is not using his technology from, obviously, because there's no, that the technology is yeah. in, um, no way, home, or uh, Homecoming. D- you know, that technology doesn't exist in this world. But apparently uses Vulture technology that was in Amazing Spider-Man. That was, so, this is, I think, what they're doing. I think they're going to do a Sinister Six, and that Spider-Man is Andrew Garfield. 100%. This is Andrew Garfield universe. No question. Yep. No yep. question. No question. This is Andrew Garfield universe. Yeah. But have, having said that, if that is their plan, give us, give us a taste of that, of a Spider-Man. You don't need to have Andrew Garfield, just a spy, someone in a costume. Can you imagine if the first post credit scene would have had anything with Andrew Garfield? It would be, people would have been like, all right, this, this movie could have been garbage to some people's opinion or like an okay, like it's okay. It's decent. I'm not going to go see it again in the theater type of movie, but I am hell yeah on board. Yes. Senator Sinister six, Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield. Let's let's effing go. Let's ride. Let's ride. Right. Let's ride. We got carnage. We got venom. We got him. Let's go. Or I guess carnage didn't make it out of. Sure. But you know, you still got, you still got the other, the other villains potentially that are still alive and amazing or any other villains. Maybe Craven the hunter won't, will be an Andrew Garfield villain and not a Tom Holland villain. This just again goes back to Andrew Garfield has just gotten the absolute shaft over all this. Now, again, is this movie like drastically better if Andrew Garfield's in it? No, not really. Well, I'm not saying that. That's it could still been garbage. But like then you just be like, okay, I'm interested in whatever they're doing next. If I saw Andrew Garfield or a Spider-Man. And this what that would mean is just, okay, we're not we're not going into Morbius's backstory anymore. That's what it would mean. Yeah. It would mean, okay, Morbius was a flop, but we know he's in that universe, and here we go. Morbius, like Jared Leto played Morbius, was good. I enjoyed that. Like, I, I would want to see Morbius in a, maybe Venom 3 or a Sinister Six movie, which is what they're apparently doing, which might, you know, this movie might kill that whole thing, but luckily this movie was only $75 million in their eyes, so, like, you know, they probably made all that money. They can do whatever they want after, um, you know, the last Spider-Man movie, so... Yeah, the last Spider-Man movie kind of cash flows everything moving forward, right? Like, I think that kind and of... They, and they want to build their universe. So if they, if they have one flop, but, like, the character is good... Bro, they've had four flops. They've had, dating back to Amazing Spider-Man 2, four flops. The only way they haven't had a flop is with if, is with Marvel. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, they haven't. I mean, it's, Venom made Venom money, well. but... but and I guess if, if we're going off money, then it's one of four. I should say that. If we're going off money, it's one of four. Venom Let There Be Carnage wasn't good, didn't make money. This movie's not going to make much money. Um, and Amazing Spider-Man 2 didn't make much money in the context of what they put into the budget. So I think let's just get to the final questions. And I, I don't think this needs to be longer than 45 minutes This for this movie. Agreed. I don't think we need to spend more time on that. Max says this and then we talk for another half an hour about nothing. 
couple questions I have for you. So one, we, we've already dove, dove into that. Do you think if this movie flops, which I think we're both kind of thinking that's going to happen, does Morbius return and does Andrew Garfield face him? What's going to be considered a flop if it doesn't make a profit or like is under? I think if it, it like, if it's if it's under profit, I think it would be a flop. Yeah, I don't think we'll get a Morbius two. I do think they'll continue with the Sinister Six because the fans do want that because that means there would have to be a Spider Man to fight the Sinister Six. I don't want a Sinister Six. Don't want it. Okay. Well, you might not want it, but I think no, the I, fans I, as a whole do. I get what you're saying. I, I and I'm not saying I'm not saying like any like Isaac, for example, is our big Spider Man. Well, fan. you know, for, for someone like Isaac, that type of fan, it don't matter. It's like me with Batman and Robbie with Batman. I, we just want to see it. We just want to see the content. Who cares? Right. I'm not. I'm not trying to speak for Isaac when I say that. I'm saying I don't think that's the direction they need to go. I think Sony needs to do everything they can to stay connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And for whatever reason, they continue to decide to try to do their own corner universe. And they consistently fail so much that it's just it's a it's mind boggling. It's just like mind numbing. I it, that's the only reason I don't want it. If if a Sinister Six movie was done even at a three out of six level, I would take it. Like if if every movie like this was like the first Venom movie, I, I really bash that movie. I really owe that movie an apology because it, it could be worse. It yeah, you're, you're worse. now you're now a Venom apologist. I am I a Venom it. apologist after this movie because this is like this is so in my opinion. The way I'm phrasing it is this is biblically bad. Like I had low expectations. Oh, I, mean, I, wanted I, I initially to like thought Tyrese Gibson bad. was going to be like a, a Blade-esque character. Yes. That's who I thought he was. I was like, okay. Because like, you know, he has like the weird scar in his neck and other, you know, the you know, he served overseas. So I'm thinking like. In the scene where they confront him at Horizon, he says, you saved my um Saved him. Saved, saved him from losing his arm. Because yeah, of the, they, he, he said a different word. They, they edited it out. His word didn't match up mm. what he said. He said arm. So in the trailer, that's the other thing, Mark. That's the final piece in the trailer. He had a robotic arm. There was something attached to his arm. Yeah, go back and look. I'm he had this I, like man. attachment on his arm. And nobody knows what that was. I don't know what character that is. And maybe it's just like Simon Stroud. Maybe that's if we just do a quick Google search who that would be in the comics. But like when they had him in, in the prison – and he like turned his like little vampire face on when, um, like right before they left. How was it not at that point? They're like, maybe we need to get him in a more secure prison and make sure no one comes in here. Dude, these 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 de- detectives are so stupid. Like, <laughs> not just security in the prison, but like you nailed it. Like, why are people able to just go back willy nilly? Or why was the- this the dude who walked in not searched and be like, hey, why do you have a thing of blood on you? Or how come how come Martine is just able to escape so easily? Like I understand it's New York and it's like it's like a maze almost living in there, but it's like come on, dude! Like you, you guys just look so stupid all the time. You're not one step behind; you're two steps behind. But that she would have had to sprint to get on that bus. No question. It's just like this is this is bad. And then at the end, of course, Mark, we find out Martine has turned into a vampire. Yes. <laughs> yes. Gosh, I'm so. How are you giving this a three point five? Because at, the, at the end of the you day, hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And like I like, I'll continue to say, I've seen far worse movies than this. There are worse movies made than more. At the end of the day, you can still if like you sat down, There's you can follow this through. But it's not terrible. There's for me, if I'm giving it a one, that meant I walked out probably thirty to forty minutes into this movie. I, I thought about it. It was that bad. 
See, I will give it a one. There's movies I have watched, bad movies that I have just turned off. Velocipaster. What's your rating of Velocipaster? I, I, I bet I rated it at one point. Um, but yeah, that's that's like a 2.5 movie. Like it's <laughs> it's like the room. It's stupid. It's stupid, but like you it's so stupid it's good type yeah, of thing. Your rating system is so it'll blow me away every time. My rating system is so screwed up because so of all the terror movies yeah. I have seen in my life. <laughs> Or it's the most fair. I don't know. What are the odds that Morbius shows up in, like, say, a Secret Wars movie for Marvel or something down the line where the multiverse crashes on its own? Well, see, this is the thing. Very possible, in a sense, because it's Jared Leto. You want Jared Leto. That's that's a name people like, so. I don't know if the MCU does. I'm okay with it. I I think you and I are are in hand. We're holding hands and saying we can take Morbius in future movies. Yeah, I'll take Morbius. But, yeah, I think, like... Yeah, I would probably lean towards if it was like 51% chance. Yeah, I'm going with that. Morbius might show up in the MCU just because it's played by. Yeah, do you think Feige's sitting there going like, yeah, I want him? But it's Jared Leto. But after this movie, like if he watches this and sees the box office, he's like. But that would mean he would have to go to Sony and be like, hey, I want Morbius in our movies type of thing. Where he's like, I'll just play the game with Spider-Man. I only want Spider-Man in our movies. You guys can keep your stuff. Um, We talked about Tyrese Gibson. Uh, Sinister Six. Who do you think is going to fill the Sinister Six? Well, if Venom's going to be a bad guy, that's the other thing. Like, is Venom going to be a bad guy in this, in Sinister Six or in this world? Or is he going to be a good guy? Do you think Venom teams up with Spider-Man? Probably how they've led down the road that Venom's kind of like, you know, a Deadpool type character. That he's a good guy in a sense. I guess the comics have kind of done that too. I mean, they gave his own movie and he wasn't really a villain there. He's kind of more of like an anti-hero, so... But yeah, who who else do we got? Because like, it's not going to be Electro if it's Andrew Garfield. It's not going to be... They're not going to bring back Rhino the way he was. Well, unless they're going to do. Maybe they do bring back. Well, Electro. and this is the other thing, if th- this is the other thing that I feel like we forgot to touch on. So what we got here is the vulture from the MCU just disappears and goes to this universe unscathed. You stole my last question. So, so does that mean characters from other universes just that happened to them so they're there so like that leaves the door to you know unlimited possibilities some people have said that this like ruins the canon of the spider-man no way home ending on the contrary i think what this has done i think it does but go on. oh that's fine i i do not i think i think that the i don't know if both spider-man made it home and I think that's what originally was supposed to happen. Well, here. that that's where I'm talking about. Like, is it they are we actually in an Andrew Garfield universe? I think we're in an Andrew Garfield universe. And I don't think he made it back. I think he may have gone somewhere else. And I think Toby Maguire may have gone somewhere else. Or is this how they drop us with Miles Morales Spider-Man? Good point. Or is this how one of them appears in Multiverse of Madness? This is how you get that connecting point. It's like, oh, I'm lost. I'm not back in my universe. Oh, I see what you're saying. And so it's like there's your fault. It's like and Doctor Strange is like, what do you mean it's my fault? And he's like, it's your fault. You're the one that got You just me got my goosebumps? Are you saying, are you indicating like an Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire shows up in Multiverse of Madness? Be like, hey, Doctor Strange, you did not send me back to my universe. I think that's a chance. I think there's a real chance of that. And because why right, I'm all Marvel, and maybe this is like the trade-off too. Maybe Marvel saw this and they're like, you know what? You just go ahead and take Vulture and you could put him in your universe. And maybe that was it. Maybe it's as simple as Feige's like, put him in your universe. We'll figure out the problem of he's ended up there later. We'll we'll figure that out. Our, our writers will handle that. Sure. It, it's probably realistically that. But I'm not dismissing the concept that down the line there's going to be a tension with the Spider-Man going, I didn't get home. Mm-hmm. I didn't get home after this. 
and it messed me up or I have to go to a different year. And maybe this is how Andrew Garfield gets his Spider-Man movie. He goes to another universe and that's his new universe. And it's a whole amazing Spider-Man three sinister six or something total like that. reset. It's a total reset. And it's like similar to the miles Morales, um, into the spider verse back background, right? Like it's, he's the new Spider-Man. Now, now you just got me thinking about that into the spider verse. Same, same concept. Sinister six kills this universe's Spider-Man. And this Spider-Man winds up in the universe. And then the basically due to into Spider-Verse where it's Miles Morales and one of the old Spider-Mans we know to help Miles Morales become the Spider-Man he needs to become in this universe. 100%. I just made a billion dollars movie for Sony. You're welcome, Sony. So there you go. Sony cannot do it. Their, their, their bureaucracy, their system is not capable of doing it. Do I think Marvel is capable of doing that? Yes. Do I think Marvel will do that? Time will tell. But I do think realistically... For those that are claiming this messes up everything that happened in No Way Home, I don't think Feige makes those choices without having the idea of going like, we'll fix that. And this is how we'll fix it. It's my opinion. I got one more. One more thing. Same concept. If Vulture is able to disappear from this universe, did anyone that we have also known from the other MCU movies potentially disappear from the universe? Probably. Somebody so like that, that that is opened into this, unless this was like you said, purely just a Sony move, like by being like, yep, yeah, you can have Vulture back, whatever. Maybe some X Men and vice versa, people coming into this universe yeah. too. Man, Maybe Max, X Men. This is this is how we all of a sudden talk for an extra thirty minutes. <laughs> We're not going to do that. This is not the podcast. We've already wasted your time, listeners. <laughs> Until Mark and I get reimbursed our twenty two dollars for seeing this movie combined, or twenty one, excuse me, we will uh, we will not be talking anymore. So. You can check out Morbius in theaters right now, or if you're listening in the future, you can find a uh, your nearest DVD or Blu-ray and burn it. You can do either or, whichever you prefer. So, <clears throat> uh, Mark, uh, where can the people find you on Twitter? Uh, I think it's Marky Mark sixty one, but with two Y's. Yeah, follow Mark. Yeah. He's a great follow. Check yeah, us I'm out on TikTok. At best. You are. You're good. I'm just building up. Check us out on Discord, TikTok, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Mark, thanks for coming on. Great to see you, buddy. I'm glad to be back. Good to be back. Thank you, Infinity Bros Universe, wherever you listened, however you listened. Thanks for making us part of your podcast experience. We love you guys 3000. We'll see you later. See ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>